What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Cigars by the Fire. Cigars by the Fire. I am Jake. And I'm Billy. And we are back, baby. We're back, baby. We're back and better than back. ever. Season two. Season two. Episode one. A little surprise for our for our listeners. Yeah, nobody knew. Yeah, no one knew this was coming back. It's been a long summer. It's been a long break, a little uh, semester-long break, some may say. You know, life got in the way, but here we are, halfway and, through summer. And listen, we're going to talk to you about that life. We're going to tell you how it's been, what we've been up to. Because that's why you, the listener, are here, right? To hear about our the lives. Listener. Yeah, the listener. The listener. The listener. Yes. The, those are our French listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With, with that being said, shout, yeah, shout out to all of our international listeners. All of them. I'd like to give just a huge shout out to everyone who's been listening while we've been gone. It's been yeah. huge. I mean, we've been gone, what, like five, six months? I've been a long time. <clears throat> yeah, and we checked in today and our views are still going up. You know, you guys are still Showing listening. that support. We're still showing that support. We, we greatly appreciate it. So thank you. Yeah, so thank you to all of our listeners. We just, huge shout out to you guys. Um, I do have to say something before we start this podcast no what's that um i don't want to be i don't want to be phonies um i know we are cigars by the fire um it is 85 degrees out where we are right now um a little too warm for a fire just a little bit just a little bit so we do have some beautiful cigars that we'll get into in a second here um but we are not by a fire today no Um, so too hot so if you do want to tune out don't (laughs) <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll add some fire sounds in the background if we can figure that crackle, out. Or crackle, crackle, yeah, crackle. we'll have our guests do some crackling sounds, maybe. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I just want to throw that out there before anything gets in the way of that. Um, so yeah, I think first things first before we introduce our guests. Yeah, um, we should definitely introduce the cigars we're smoking. I think we should, today. and these are special cigars, and I think you should introduce them. Yeah, these are very special cigars. So. Um, as you guys know, most of the time or almost all the time, Billy is the one to introduce the cigars. As I am. He is our cigar expert. Yes. Um, and he's been gaining even more knowledge throughout the months that he's been gone. <laughs> he's been gaining that cigar knowledge. But uh, today I'm going to introduce our cigar. And uh, the cigar we're smoking is actually a uh, Gurkha cigar, and it comes straight from my father. Whoa. Uh, yeah, my dad, when we graduated, he uh, brought me three of these bad boys. He brought me three of these bad boys when uh, when I graduated. And I was supposed to smoke them with him, uh, but the weather wasn't cooperating with us during graduation. Uh, the weather was kind of gross out, so we never got the chance to. Um, so I thought, what not? Then, then a perfect episode. What was not? It? What not? <laughs> what not? No, I thought I thought this would be a perfect episode to smoke these cigars. You know, we're, we're back. We're back. It's Season special. two, special day. Um, so. Stay tuned to the end of the episode where we will let you know how we feel about these bad boys. Absolutely. I, so far, I'm like, I'm digging it. So I'm like, they're long, uh, so we probably won't finish them by the time we, uh, by the time we're finished recording this episode. But we'll definitely give you guys a, a ranking towards the end here. For sure. For sure. I think uh, should we maybe introduce our guest? I think I. Why not? I mean, they're just kind of sinner, kind of awkward. They I, but bad. he's enjoying his cigar. He is. He is definitely he is enjoying the cigar. So, yeah. Why don't we uh, introduce our guest for the, today's episode? Let's do it. We are welcomed by my longtime friend. And uh, my short-time friend. Your short-time friend. But known for a long time. We are welcomed here by Miguel. Miguel, Hello. you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, Miguel. Really excited to be on the podcast. This is only like my fifth cigar, but I think it should be a good time. And I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah. Well, I got to say, 
you're breaking the record of some of the guests that we've had on this podcast. Really? Some of them won't smoke with us. Wow. Most of them I don't think smoked with us. No, so. I think we were by ourselves a lot. Yeah. So they just sit there while you smoke and they, talk? They yeah. sat by the fire. Mm. You know, sometimes we offered s'mores. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, sometimes after the podcast, we had random guests come join us. Wow. You remember, remember? I do remember that day. <laughs> Very interesting. That's day. a story for another time. Uh, but yeah, so Miguel, welcome to our podcast. Thanks for hopping on with us today. Thank you. I like the setup you got here. Is this a new mic? This, wow, what wow. a tra- he's good with transitions. He's really great with transitions. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I uh, have to give a huge shout out to Billy. Billy oh, to did, me? yeah, Billy did for a graduation buy myself a new mic. I think it might have been a little biased of a gift. A I little think, bit. I think this this co-host may have wanted to record some new episodes for you guys. It's true. Um, but yeah, we have a brand new uh, microphone here. So hopefully, if you guys hear a difference. Hopefully. Let us know if you hear a difference. Yeah. It's better than our $5 little five yeah, below one. Little teeny mic. Little teeny tiny mic. But yeah, no, and honestly, it is a little biased. I wanted to continue recording, but. Um, I was being a little stubborn. You were being a little stubborn. Billy, let me, I'll, I'll you know, throw myself under the bus once again. So not only did I not create a fire today, but um, I've been I've been slacking on the podcast recording. Uh, Billy has asked me a few times to record the podcast, and I've been a busy bee. I've been, you know, I was focusing a lot on student teaching, which we'll get into. Um, and then the summer has just kind of been hectic, a lot of traveling, a lot of all over the place. Uh, Billy's been working his job. It's true. So, um, yeah, so very excited, though, to be back, to be here. Um, and we're, we're going to be doing it, right? We're going to be having a good time. Here we are. Let's so what's happening. Yeah. So I think first things first, let's start with Miguel. Let's get an introduction. Who yeah, is he? Sure. How do we know him? Why is he here? Uh, let's, let's have you tell your story. Sure. So I met Jake probably around middle school is when we started becoming friends. We met each other or we went to the same elementary school, but you know, never really knew each other. He always had his group. I always had mine. Um, but we came really close throughout middle school and what else happened? I don't know. We've just been, you know, close friends ever since. Um, always going over to each other's houses, playing sports, doing everything, making mistakes together. Yeah, we've made a lot of mistakes together. Yeah. Um, we actually, funny, funny little story. We thought, actually, you know what? That's a story for off the podcast. I'm actually oh. not going. I'm not going. I'm not going to jump into that one. You can pay for the uh, Patreon podcast. <laughs> Twenty five bucks a month, and you guys can yeah. get that story. It'd be worth it. We yeah. got we got a couple of stories. Or if you saw us in person, I'm sure we would say it for free. Yeah, I would tell you the story for free in person, but you know it depends who who we're talking to. So, um, but yeah, so Miguel and I have known each other since middle school. Uh, I think got really close. Well, we've known each other since elementary school. Got closer in middle school. And got really close throughout high school. Uh, we have a lot of stories, a lot of adventures together. Um, but we both are back home. We are back home now. We're no longer down on campus at Bloomington, in Bloomington Normal. That's true. Miguel went to school uh, in Champaign. And we'll kind of dig into what he did there. But um, now that we're all kind of in the same area again, uh, it is nice. And we could get together to do this podcast. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how Miguel and I know each other. So, uh, let me kind of ask you to tell our audience, what were you doing in college? Because they know our backstories. They know where we're coming from, education, that background. Who we are. Who we are. Who we yeah. do, stuff like that. So who are you? What What were you doing in college? What were you studying? What was were your you... college experience like? Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. Let's hear it all. Yeah, so I did a div- little differently, not the teacher route, 
Uh, I graduated with an economics and business degree. So a little bit different, but I, I think like when I talk with Jake, we both kind of are interested in similar things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know, this, this could go into a longer story, but we often talk about how like we have skills that kind of go further than skills that could pay the bills. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, uh, we're very like versatile, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, I got my economics and business degree and that's what I'm like, you know, that's what my job is now. I have a full-time job after graduating, um, pretty much being a stockbroker. So it's interesting because I feel like I learned more for that job, like just through my own interests than I actually did from the classes. And I don't know if you can like speak on that either. Um, cause you guys, obviously your class is intense, like participation. If you're a teacher, they got to make sure you know what you're doing. Yeah. And yeah. you know, especially like, uh, how your last semester was before you guys took a little podcast hiatus, <laughs> you guys went in doing like student teaching in the classroom. And that's very different from what I did because mine, it was just, you know, there's no clinicals. That right. It's first. a, it's pretty much a repeat of high school is basically what I did. Um, so it's really interesting to hear your guys' perspective on a much more immersive like experience. I got to say, I don't think I would have been able to do college if it was exactly like high school. Really? No, I, I think the fact that you were able to graduate out of college saying that was exactly like high school is a step above the rest. <laughs> yeah. Like I would not have made it four years if all I felt like was I was in high school again. I mean, I think it was helpful. I learned a lot and you can speak on this too, but just being in the classroom. I think kind of speaking to you learn from your interests where you were taking the time on the side to, you know, look at the stock market, look into cryptocurrency, look at all this stuff. Yeah. We had that opportunity through our classes to be in the classroom and learn in person. Well, and I think it made it more fun and exciting. Right. Just because you're like our classes weren't, you know, let's do math. It was like, let's sit down and talk about how kids learn math. Right. And it was, it was, you know, first grade math. It wasn't anything accelerated or crazy. Um, and then a lot of it was working with students. And so, um, you know, it kind of makes it more lively and engaging and exciting, which I think helped me get through it was it wasn't just lecture day after day. It was hands-on experience. Right. I have a question about that. So how often when you guys were in classes, did the teachers like often ask you for feedback or for your opinions on like what a classroom should look like because like for my experience lectures were pretty much you know you sit down you listen to the teacher and you ask questions if you have questions you know they're not asking you for for stuff that they already know so how was it uh when you're doing teaching do you mean was, was it lecture based for our classes or yeah i get but like did they ever ask for you know input. listen to your ideas a hundred percent i think so i think there were some professors who were set in their ways of like i've taught this class a hundred times this is how i'm going to teach it like my uh right. my geology professor yeah you those know, gen ed classes those gen ed classes but i think once we got into the teaching classes your class there's a huge smaller one there's helps. a huge understanding about how teaching is all is always constantly changing right so you know we have technology all sorts of technology coming into the classroom now we have all sorts of different aspects of learning and teaching coming into the classroom. So I think when we come to someone and say, hey, I found this really cool website that may be able to be used in our in our lecture right now that I think I'll probably use in my future classroom, they were very open to that because they're still learning. And most of our professors were teachers at one point as well, which right. is huge. So 
like Billy said, I mean, I think there are older teachers who have been teaching for 30, 40 years who they're stuck in their ways. This is their profession. They were here before technology really took over. um, And and so they are stuck in their ways of this is how it needs to be taught or this is how it needs to be done. But I think for the most part, they're very flexible and understanding saying that's a really cool concept. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing if it works or not, you know? And I think one thing that happened to me a lot was I had professors ask the class, like when we would talk about different topics, they would ask like, what was your elementary experience like? And that was kind of the cool thing about going to Illinois state was you had people who were from the city of Chicago or the suburbs of Chicago or Southern Illinois who were farmers and things like that. So everybody's education was different. It's true. And so we would express or explain like kind of the education we got or what science activities we did in our elementary schools. And then our professor would kind of build off of that. When I think of like ag in the classroom. Yeah. Like we would have never had that up no, here in the burbs. never. But people down, down in Southern Illinois, they've had that. And it's a free thing that Illinois offers. They bring in like they talk about agriculture in Illinois. But like we never had that in the burbs and it's a really cool no. thing, you know? Right. Yeah, nobody ever brought an ear of corn and was like, this is how you grow it. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah true. Or there's, there are different types of ears yeah, of there's corn. There's different types of corn. <laughs> yeah, all that stuff. Do you know popcorn is like a whole different strand of corn? Yeah. By the way, and then I nuts? didn't know that. Did you know, know that? What, is it, what does it look like? That's a great question. It looks like corn on the cob. It's just they're all different corn. They're like, like the different corn on the cobs are different. different. Did you know that packing peanuts are edible? Because they're made out of grain and corn? I did. Yeah. Like you know where I learned that? <laughs> from side spots. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it definitely, it's interesting because we definitely come from a different background in our education, um, whereas you went to school for something else. But definitely, I mean, I got to give kudos to this man. I mean, yeah, for sure. We all, we all, thankfully, if, well, if you guys are listening now, we have graduated. We have. <laughs> we have. They did, they did give us our diplomas. I mine had my diploma. Ma- yeah, mine is at home. Mine had a crease in it. Oh, that's wow. tough. Yeah, my mailman bent it a little bit when he put it in the mailbox, but no that's big deal. Tough. Yeah, but we all have graduated, so that's definitely... Uh, good, but um, I get big kudos to you for if it was anything like high school. Big kudos to you. I did not think college was anything like high school for Thankfully. me. Um, but yeah, and thank, luckily Miguel went to school about forty-five minutes away from uh, from us, so we were able to see each other a lot, visit each other's campuses, check out what each other had. Uh, I think it was the perfect distance because it kind of gave us the opportunity to stay friends without hating each other. Because I don't know if we could have roomed together or anything like that. I, I agree. We would have definitely had very different experience. Like our life paths would probably be a little different. <laughs> be I very different. think that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So uh, that's a little bit about Miguel. So we're going to have him on for the rest of the podcast. But um, definitely uh, super happy to have you here. And thanks for kind of Thank telling you. us your. I've been meaning to hop on earlier. Yeah. But just haven't gotten the chance. Yeah. No, it was tough. We, Wait, yeah, 45 minutes. You know, yeah. it, was tough. it was tough. to. And lie. then I came back home for student teaching. Right. You know, Billy was back home, and Billy and I now are 45 minutes away from each other. Right. So that's kind of what's tough, too. Uh, Miguel and I are now only 10 minutes away from each other. Um, but, yeah, so we're trying to kind of figure out a good way. It was funny because when we left, we were like, yeah, we're going to figure out how we're going to do <laughs> this once a week. Schedule. Yeah, we'll, be awesome. we'll see each other all the time. Uh, it did not. No, life picked up pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. like. Let me tell you, student teaching. It's a job. It's a job. It's a full-time and it, job. And I think that would be a great transition to kind I think of talk about. Awesome transition. Um, you know, how our student teaching went. Yeah. So we had a whole final semester of student teaching. So we both moved back home and essentially. We said bye, ISU. Bye, ISU. And our only class, essentially, there was another one online. But our main class was um, student, student teaching. teaching. So we were in the school building 
the entire day, uh, every day, five days a week. Um, and I'll kind of start. I got placed in a sixth grade classroom, which is which is cool. Um, I've always known I'm one of the younger kids. So I saw sixth grade and I was like, oh, my God. But I got to tell you, I had a blast. I I mean, I love a those blast, kids. a blast with. It wasn't a full blast. Like, let's be honest. Let's be real. Yeah, it viewers. was like a half blast. <laughs> it was a half blast. Like, you had a great time. I, had a good time. You, I, I don't want to speak on no, your I behalf. No, I get you. It was kind of tough. Uh, we'll talk about the good times first. For sure. Well, my, <laughs> or my, I'll talk about my struggles as you open it up. One of my struggles is I've always known I wanted younger grades. So that sixth grade was tough because, you know, these kids are going through puberty. So they're having all these hormonal changes. Puberty. You know, so they're they're meaner now, just and they don't know why. You know, they have all these changes. Their their hair's getting greasier. Their attitudes are more aggressive, and I wasn't prepared for that because I knew that wasn't what I wanted. So coming in that first couple of weeks was tough because those kids were mean. You know, they're mean to each other. They're mean to themselves. They're mean to teachers, but they they don't know why. They're not trying to be mean. They're just. They're going through a change, and that's the only way that they can figure it out. And and through all of that, I met some really amazing kids, and I learned a lot of really amazing things. <laughs> Billy's about to put ashes out <laughs> on my leg. <laughs> I was I was hovering a little bit. My bad. But like, I learned a lot, and and one of the things that it built for me was was I've always wanted to be that male role model for students, mm. and I had a lot of students turn to me. And looked at me as that male role model. Like I had one student write me a note um, saying that, uh, thanking me for everything that I've done for her and saying that I was one of the best male role models that she had in her life. Wow. And, you know, I was only there half of a year. And, and knowing that I can leave that impact in that short amount of time is really why I got into this job. And and so, I mean, there were some ups and downs. I There were days that I cried in the classroom by myself at the end of the day. And there were days that I thought, is this really what I want to do with my life? Is this the path? Like, I don't know. I'm struggling so much more than I ever thought I would. Mm. And then there were days where I would drive home, windows down, blasting music because I was in the best mood ever. You know, and I think that that taught me a lot about what teaching is, is I think there's going to be those really great days, but also those really bad days where you question everything. Especially early on. For sure. Especially as we're still gaining knowledge, learning. One thing that I've... Um, had multiple conversations with multiple people about, or the same conversation with multiple people about, um, is when it comes to teaching, it's really interesting because I, I look at your job, Miguel, and right now you got hired, you're being paid full-time salary to take these almost college courses, right? Not necessarily college courses, but they're t- you're taking these courses where you have to take Sorry, tests to get, you ooh, where you have to get, <laughs> a little <laughs> surprise guest. <laughs> Siri, I didn't know you were joining us today. No, but you're taking these going? courses where, um, where you are learning different things to get your licensures, correct? Yeah. So that's very different com- compared to teaching, where for teaching, our whole college career was we're taking these courses to learn how to get our licensure. And, again, yeah, to get and, and then you just hop right into the classroom. So unlike any other job, you get training once you get to that job. You get in there. You know, You have a mentee for as long as you really need. They'll help you out. They'll guide you. They'll do this or that. Versus teaching, it's you're in your classroom. It's your classroom takeover. It's it's all you. And there are there's structures in place to help you. Of course. But it, it does fall majorly, majorly, 
I don't know. Mainly. Yeah. Mainly, mainly on you. you. <laughs> mainly. Got it. It falls mainly you on you. You youth, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it, te- it's falls it falls mainly, ma- mainly, mainly on, you. on you. You're yeah. going to have a mentor teacher, but that mentor teacher has their own classroom. Right. They're not staying in your classroom every right. single day. Right. So um, I think teaching is that one profession where you don't really have the option to go right away and get your master's and go explore different things because most schools don't like when you go and get your master's right away they want you yeah they want you in the classroom kind of that first year and then you can go get your master's as you're teaching so um it's definitely one of those professions that's different than everyone else um and i think that's interesting it can be tough sometimes because you do just hop right into it so you are still constantly learning in your first few years and it's scary i it definitely creates some angst i will say myself i'm sure in you i mean yeah oh yeah yeah, I don't know how you guys do it because for me, when you know, when I'm studying for my exams, it's very, you know, it's by the book. Mm-hmm. The answer is in the book. Whereas for you guys, there's a lot more of like creative of freedom, yeah. but also like you are now the person responsible for solving problems in the classroom. And you don't always know what those problems will be. For me, I know what my problems will be. I know how to solve them because it's all in the book. Um, but you never you know guys, what tomorrow brings. Exactly. For you yeah. guys, it's Every like... different. Yeah. Well, there are so many moving pieces in teaching, too. You know, if a kid woke up on the wrong side of the bed, yeah. that is just throwing a wrench in your right. day. And, and the thing is, like, we are teaching, right? We are teaching the ABCs, the one, two, threes, but we are also making sure they are happy, yeah. they're mm-hmm. healthy, oh, for sure. their lives at home are going okay. You know, we are making sure that they're, they had breakfast, yeah. you know, they have lunch making sure they know how to, for younger grades, I mean, I student taught in first grade and I'll get into that, but you know, making sure they can zip up their coats, get their boots on during the winter time. Like there's a whole other aspect of teaching than just teaching. Right. Um, and there's a lot that goes to it. And I, and I love it. I love every second of it. For sure. But there's a lot. There is. There's so, a lot. When you guys first decided on becoming a teacher or when that was in your head, did you take into account like how much of a parental role you'd also have because like you said it's not only teaching these kids about you know science and math it's you know asking them about like their home life and making sure everything's good so did you guys have that in mind did you think about that at all like when you first decided on becoming a teacher well, i was in the sixth grade so no <laughs> i wasn't thinking that profoundly. wait really yeah. you knew you wanted to be a teacher yeah, in sixth, grade? sixth grade wow that's awesome yeah, yeah I, I didn't know that that early on but um i don't know i i, I think yes and no. i think first off i gotta say miguel the fact you don't have your own podcast, Jay. I mean, come on. I mean, come on. Those questions <laughs> off the top of your head. I mean, amazing. You may become um, a third member of yeah. my podcast. Yeah. yeah, or you might have to tune into our – Miguel and I might create a podcast. Might, wow. You know, we'll see. Wow. We'll see. We'll see how, tipping. We'll see, yeah, no, we'll see how it goes. Lots of people have multiple podcasts. Anywho, um, when I was thinking about it, I definitely think – I did think about the concept of the parental you like parental figure in these kids' lives. One, coming from a male standpoint of – I will be a male figure in these, in these kids' lives and, right. and, and for seven hours of the day. Yeah. You know, when you think about it, I'm with them for seven hours of the day. The parents are going to be with them for an hour in the morning, mm-hmm. and then they'll be with them for three to four hours in that afternoon. So five, five hours, and then they're in bed for seven, eight, right. nine hours, right? So um, I'm with them for most of the day during the school year. So I am that parental figure. I, I do, obviously, I am going to mean a lot to these students, right, um, which is going to be huge. So when I was thinking about becoming a teacher, and I, I, if you want to go back to one of our episodes, I talked about why I wanted to become a teacher. Um, what episode number is that? I want to say it's two, maybe okay. one. Yeah, maybe it was our awesome first one. Me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're in the descriptions. Yeah. 
Um, but I, I definitely, you know, I want to become a teacher because I believe the classroom should be fun and engaging and not feel like a job to these students. And yeah. so I want to be that person in their life who can be goofy and show that adults can be fun and be, um, be goofy and still you can learn from them while we're all acting like kids. Cause, cause in all honesty, if you're an adult and you're not a kid at heart, what are you doing with what your you life? Doing? You know, yeah. I just, I, if you're not finding ways to have fun outside of your, you know, the, the stuff you have to do business wise or job wise, like hopefully your job is fun to you. But right. other than that, if you're not finding ways to enjoy life yourself, what are you doing? Yeah. You, you got to find those ways. Well said. Yeah. So that was a great, I mean, that was a that was great awesome. question. Yeah. Well, going back to you, Billy, you said, yeah. you mentioned that you were like, you know, you had times where you were like crying in the classroom. Yeah. Um, was that because of just like the pressure of like, you are now responsible for these kids? Yeah. I mean, part of it was, I, uh, I'll be honest, I had some struggles with my, uh, my college professor. Um, she kept trying to compare me to other students that she had. And uh, she, she wasn't seeing what I was doing. She was trying to compare me to, to other people. So I'm not like a just by the book. We're going to do guided reading. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to listen to you read. Like when I teach, I do funny voices, you know. I make it interactive, you know. I go on side tangents for a minute and a half on something fun um, because that's just who I am. And I, I think she put me in a box and – and I cried a couple times and a lot of it was just, I felt that I wasn't doing enough. You know, mm, wow. you, you feel like you're, you're ready for this step in life. And then you get in the classroom and all of a sudden it, the pressure is so real. Yeah. And you realize that you got 25 kids looking to you for that answer, like you said. And, and sometimes I, I felt like I wasn't doing enough or that my lessons weren't enough or I wasn't getting through to them or, or my teaching strategies weren't working. And, and I did cry a lot because I felt that that I myself wasn't who I thought I was as a teacher, mm. you know, and, and that was hard to deal with. That was that was and it was nice. I mean, the classroom, by the way, <laughs> after everyone's gone, great place to cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no shame in crying in the classroom at the end I of the day. I think I do want to and I'm not going to shout out a podcast because I don't remember the exact name. But I remember my CT first semester while, was, while we were uh, doing our clinicals in Peoria. She said there's a great podcast called I think it's called Crying in My Car. Yeah. And it's and it's a teacher wow. it's a teacher podcast. That's awesome. Um and it and it just it, it goes to show the toll that teaching will take on teachers. And and it and it can really um it can affect teachers because there's a lot, like I we just talked about. We're making sure they're learning their ABCs and one, two, threes, but they're learning how to be a good human being. And they're going to have those days they wake up on that or the wrong side of the bed, or they're going to have that friend who is all of a sudden mean to him, them for no reason, right? Because right. they're going through puberty. Um, and we have to sit there. And yes, we have social workers in the building and this and that, but sometimes you have to deal with it right there on the spot. And so um, it can take a toll. And when you feel like you didn't do enough or you didn't do uh, the right thing, or you go home and you're like, shoot, I wish I told uh little timmy this versus this right yeah um sure. I, I think sometimes it can really uh hit hard and take a toll on us and billy billy saw that early we had lots of conversations throughout his student teaching um luckily my student teaching experience was a little bit different uh than his um and, and i'll jump into that yeah, as soon as, as soon as we're kind of done talking about yours i want to make sure sorry that, yeah i want to make sure that we Didn't finish talking about, about yeah, no 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 it's great though um, I want to make sure that we finish talking about yours. And so uh, I had a little bit different experience. I didn't necessarily get those experiences of 
I went home and, and felt really upset or cried. And I don't say that in a way of, haha, my experience was better, but I'm going to learn the hard way. I feel like coming into my first year of teaching, yeah. you know, I'm going from first grade to fifth grade now, and I'm going to hit those, get those puberty students. I'm going to get those kids who are, you know, learning about themselves in, in all sorts of ways. And, um, I'm going to learn the hard way. I didn't get that with it, with someone holding, holding my hand in student teaching. I'm going to get that by myself. I feel like, so I think in some ways you look at the positives of you saw that and you got to right. see what worked for you, what didn't, what, what struggles, all of that stuff. Whereas I did have a more fluent kind of student teaching, which might bite me, bite me in the butt later on. Um, I am going to say, I just learned we're recording off my computer for the first time. Usually we use our phone. And on the computer, I just read that we only get 30 minute sections. Uh, it can only record in 30 minute sections. So we're coming up on the 30 minute mark. So I'm going to cut this recording out real fast. And then we're going to come right back in. Hopefully it's a smooth transition, but we're going to come right back in. And then we'll kind of talk about, I guess, my student teaching. We'll go from there. Sound good? Sounds great to me. All right. See you guys in about split second. Real <laughs> second. Yeah. And we're back. So hopefully that was just a split second for you guys. Um, but yeah. We just listened to the first little part of that recording, and it's sounding real crisp with this microphone, I got to say. Please let us know, though, what you think. Yeah, please let us know <laughs> what you think. But uh, I think it sounds pretty good. You you guys are enjoy, You guys are enjoying it, too? Yeah, I agree. All right, cool. Um, so unless there's anything, do you want to no, continue No, I'm good. Talking? I want to hear about yours. I, I think we touched on mine. I could go on for weeks about mine. Yeah, we've I had... learned so much, and I had so much fun. And yeah. looking back, it's been a great experience. But, you know, like like I said earlier, you know, in that moment, it's tough. But um, you get through it. And it really showed me how much I love teaching and, and my passion and my drive for it. So if that didn't drive you away, right. then you're in the right then place. Then I'm here forever. Hopefully not forever. Forever till I die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm teaching till I die. Um, yeah, okay. So, yeah, I will dive in. Yeah. Do, you, do you guys think that's a good thing? Like, the fact that it's so hard at the start kind of can maybe weed out um, people who maybe really don't want to be a teacher as badly as 100%. they think they are. I think so. I think it it definitely shows you shows you how difficult you it want is. It, yeah, people right. think about teaching and they're like, "That's a simple job." What you're like, how hard, kids? Yeah, how, how, hard, could, how hard could it be? You're teaching them five times five is twenty five, right? Five plus five is ten. Yeah. Um, but in reality, <laughs> but no, but in reality, it, it, it's, it's like it's we've hard, said. Yeah. There's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. Um, on top of that, you know. Yes, maybe I was really good at fractions when I was in fifth grade. I'm going to have to reteach myself yeah. how to do fractions coming in to teach fifth grade. I got to learn cursive again. Yeah, literally, Billy has to teach cursive. He just learned. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, like, that, that is so tough. Um, so, Miguel, I'm just going to give you a friendly tip when it comes to your cigar. It looks like you're canoeing a little bit. Yes. Um, so you're going to want to burn off so it evens out. So just just helping you out there. Um, but, yeah, I think – I think it is really good that you do get all this early in because it does weed out some of those um, edu- people who thought they might be good in education. It's just not the place for that. Right. Um, on top of that, I have seen, I have seen that um, you know, teachers. I was just lucky enough to have my CT's been teaching for twenty years, um, so I was lucky enough to see that um, she she she's in the flow of things, right? She has taught so long that she knows what she's doing to the point where she can go home and have a family life. She can go home. Yeah, she can go home and not worry about school. And some of that comes from the district that we were in and and some of the things that they help out with in that sense. Um, But once you're in it, you get the hang of stuff. You get used to routine. Um, And and like I, I mean, 
she told me she's still learning. There's always stuff that she's like trying out new and all that stuff. But I think there's a lot of things that after your first few years, you get into the hang of it and, and you don't have to worry about new things versus for instance, yours, you don't know what the stock market's going to do tomorrow, right? right? You don't know. But for me, I know that the curriculum is going to be the same thing tomorrow. It might not be the same thing next year, but I know that I at least will have the same curriculum for the next nine months. And so there's like those give and takes of, you know, there are benefits and there's things that suck. But I do think learning early and having all those things that happen to you early um, is a good thing because it all all is learning. And um, Miguel, you like to say this. We're all teachers and we're all learners. You like to say That's what you're saying. (laughs) I'll give credit where credit is due. (laughs) We're all teachers and we're all learners. And um, as a teacher, if I'm not learning from my students, from myself, from everything that's going on, again, what am I doing? I'm not, I'm not doing, I'm not doing something right. So, um, they're being like those old professors stuck in their way. There you go. Yeah. Like, I have, uh, yeah. I have so many questions, but first let's talk about Jake. Yeah. Let's get into Jake. Experience. How was your student teaching experience? So you had a very different. Yeah. So my experience. student teaching experience was, um, extremely different from Billy's student teaching experience. I was put into a first grade classroom. So kind of along the similar lines of Billy, I've always known I've wanted to work with older kids and, or I, at least I thought I always wanted to work with older kids. And I got put into um, a first grade classroom for student teaching. And I was worried. I was like, I've never worked with this young of kids. Um, I don't even know what we teach in first grade, like what, what's going on in there. And some of the things that I had to learn in myself was how to teach phonics and all that stuff, which is so different. It's so, it was so new to me. Uh, I apologize if you hear a stick being chewed in the background. Our dog has no, just... No, that's the fire crackling. Oh, that's the <laughs> fire crackling. Smart, smart, smart. Uh, my dog just came on out here and he's chewing on a stick, so apologize for that. But, um, yeah, I it was just it was a change for me, but luckily I had an amazing cooperating teacher. Um, she was great. Uh, she really taught me a lot, and she took in all my questions. As you guys probably know from the podcast, I talk a lot, so I'm always asking questions. I'm always um, trying to figure out what I could do better, what I could do next. I'm always overthinking, even if my lesson was was spot on. Uh, I'm not going to say perfect because a lesson's never perfect. Never. <laughs> um, but if I if I thought it was spot on, I'd still be worrying about what I could have done better or what she thought. Um, so she was great. She really took me under her wing. Really cool uh, thing about my cooperating teacher. She actually grew up and lives in Evanston, where I, I live. So. Um, that was a really cool connection for me. I think I've said I live in Evanston before, so um, I'm not really worried about that. If you guys can find me, good luck. Um, I'll sign anything you want me to. You can come by the door. I'll sign. I'll give you. out his address. That's <laughs> in a PO box. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she she was great. She was amazing. She really took me under her wing and taught me how to teach first grade, which I never thought I'd be able to do. And so uh, going into my job hunt. I really was open to looking into any grade. I wasn't just sticking to my ways of, I'm going to teach fourth or fifth grade. That's what I want to teach. Um, I was really open to looking into different things. And uh, lucky, luckily, I um, actually ended up taking a position. So I will be teaching it. We'll, we'll both be teaching coming this fall, right? Yeah. Spring. Fall. 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 We'll, be, we'll, we'll both be teaching coming this fall. Jesus, we're supposed to teach the seasons, and uh, (laughs) we'll both be teaching coming into this fall, um, and I actually took position inside the same school that I soon taught in. Um, I'm going to be teaching fifth grade, not first grade, so uh, it's kind of where I originally thought I was going to be, Um, but being in the same school with the same principal, having my cooperating teacher in that same building so I know I can go to her and say, hey, I'm struggling a little bit, and even though you don't know fifth grade, can you help me out, or can you give me some advice? Um, It's huge for me, so... 
Um, I feel very blessed for the school I was in. They were very supportive, very helpful. Um, and I feel very good. So yeah, my student teaching was a little bit different. But with that being said, like I said earlier, um, I didn't have some of those really tough days, um, which I'm sure will not necessarily bite me in the butt, but I'm going to have to learn that coming in my first year of teaching, second year of teaching, versus you've had the opportunity to kind of see that right there, right then. Right. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how my my experience went. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. First graders are something else. They're they're adorable though. They're great. I mean, I I loved working with them. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how my experience through uh, through my student teaching went. It was a great time. I thought so. It's awesome. Yeah. Which is good. I mean, that's what you want. Yeah, that's yeah. what you hope for. That's what you hope for. And, you know. and with that being said, I think I had I, I talked to you about some of like my caveats where I was like struggling. Where um, as as amazing as my cooperating teacher was, I, I loved her. I thought she was great. Um, she really knew how to take school and family and separate the two. And so when she mm -hmm. was away from school, she was dealing with family. So I would get anxious about messaging her, asking her about something, and creating that relationship there outside of school. Um, whereas I saw a lot of our friends who would have these relationships with their cooperating teachers who literally went and got a drink with them after school or, or your cooperating teacher took you out to lunch a few times did, and, yeah. and, car, uh, and, <laughs> and, um, my cooperating teacher and I, we, you know, we got Starbucks a few times or whatnot, but one of us would go run and grab it, but you know, we never went out for drinks or we never did this or that. So, um, and, and nothing against her for, you know, yeah. um, but, but there are those kind of here's here and there um things so right and i think it's good that you know uh, you and billy are on the same track and you guys have been friends for a couple of years and obviously will remain friends so it's nice to have ideas to bounce off of each other i feel like teaching is you know once you get maybe once you've taught for 10 years i don't know you're kind of in a routine and you have you know your own strengths and weaknesses you know how you want to write a lesson plan how you want to deal with kids um but with you and Billy, you're kind of like a fresh wave coming in. So you'll be able to bounce like new ideas with each other and kind of build off of that. Yeah, no, 100%. I think hey, that's what's really cool. I mean, Billy and I, we talked to each other a ton. Um, while we were student teaching, we'd reach out to each other. I remember um, at one point you were really struggling about your lesson plans. And I literally sat right. down and I looked at it for him. And I did. and I tried to work huge. through it with him. And, and, it, and it's vice versa. So just like you said... Um, I am feeling a few raindrops here, just so Mine we too. know. No, I'm, um, I'm under the umbrella. Yeah, no, it's coming down. Not hard, but... Uh, it's starting to sprinkle. Yeah, we may have to move inside, which we'll have to figure out. How much time is left before the 30 minutes? So we've got 20 minutes okay. on this side. <laughs> but I can stop it and start a new recording. It's not a big deal. Hey, everybody. Um, we kind of we're in a little dilemma. <laughs> um, as you might notice, there was going to be a quick cut on our last segment going into this segment um you i talked about the rain and it started just coming down on us so Poured. yeah it started pouring down on us we also ended up losing about 10 minutes of our uh segment which kind of sucks um but we're going to try to talk a little bit about it we were staying inside waiting for the rain to come and clear out um and so we are we were thinking about some things that we wanted to continue talking about throughout this podcast and Miguel actually came up with a really great question. So he's going to throw it out to us, and then uh, we're going to give you guys some an, an answer about uh, what he was curious about. Okay. <laughs> uh, I was really curious to hear what you guys have to say because, you know, when you're getting your license and you're teaching in both of your examples, your, uh, your license is to be able to teach 
one through sixth grade. Yeah. And to me, those kids feel so different. Obviously, you know, I myself felt so much different in sixth grade than, you know, first grade, so much like new experiences. So do you guys feel that there maybe should be a more like specified year of teaching to kind of deal with those uh, skills changes or no? I mean, I don't. I feel like, and that's kind of like the nice thing about education. And Jake mentioned this in the 10 minutes we lost, (laughs) Um, but he made a really good point of it's not specified for like, here's what you would do for first grade or third grade. It's kind of like, we're not teach. We're not learning the math of fifth graders or the math of third graders. You're learning to teach in general. And so I feel that, you know, having that range, you know, gives you the openness to move around to different grades, you know, so I'll start third grade next year. That's the position I've gotten, but I'm able to go to sixth grade in four years if a position opens. And like, that's kind of one of the weird things that Illinois does is they keep changing the boundaries. So like when uh, they first started like the degree in your licensure, you could be certified kindergarten all the way up to 12th grade. That's a big, that's a big range. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then they kind of condensed it down and then it kind of became six to, I think, eighth grade. And then they condensed it down to like six through or kindergarten, K through eighth, K through eighth and then yeah. kindergarten through sixth. And then within like the last three years, they moved it down again and they took away kindergarten. Yeah. So it's not, now it's just first through sixth. And I disagree with it because I, I think that, you know, kindergarten through 12th is a big range. Yeah. That should be cut down. Uh-huh. But I'm sad that we lost kindergarten because... I think a lot of times when people go into teaching like sixth grade or the older grades, they're so focused on, you know, these kids are too old. They won't want to do my fun activities where I think having that kindergarten background shows you like, oh, well, I can move like use music and movement and we can go for games and yeah, use your humor and funny voices and stuff to make it fun. And I think losing that will only make those older grades more serious rather than having them stay more fun and energetic and engaging. Okay, so if you could go, if you could change like the things that you learn right now, you would add just kindergarten also. Yeah, that. I think kindergarten through six is a good range, because mm. I I've, I know a bunch of people who went to like middle level, so that's your mm-hmm. sixth, seventh, eighth grade range, yeah. and that is so specified because those kids, you know, they're going through puberty. It's a tough time in their life. You need like specific well, that con- and that content is harder. I think once you For get sure. to seventh eighth even sixth grade but sixth grade as we talked about a little bit is i I, that might have been in the last 10 minutes but sixth grade at some schools is part of elementary school so Mm -hmm. sometimes it's general education as you had in your student teaching experience as for me when i was in middle school miguel same thing our sixth grade was in middle school so we had different teachers for different subjects and so i think when it gets to those middle school levels you definitely need to hone in on what you're teaching you need to know what you're teaching usually you're teaching seventh and eighth grade history or seventh and eighth right so you're honing in on those specific skills because it's getting a little bit more difficult versus elementary you're honing in on teaching them skills and that kind of stuff but you're also teaching them on how to be really decent human beings as well and so um, I, I would actually add in to, you said K through six, I would add in pre-K through six, I agree just with that. because um, you do need a, a, a licensure to teach pre-K um, and to have its own section, it would be kind of weird. Um, so I think having that pre-K just kind of thrown in there would be a smart idea. Um, but kind of like what Billy said, I think 
being able to take a mindset of a kindergarten teacher and throw it into a sixth grade classroom or a sixth grade teacher and throwing it into a kindergarten classroom. Sometimes as that sixth grade mindset, you can learn, teach structure to kindergartners mm. versus with kindergartners you, or kindergarten mindset, you can teach sixth graders how to have fun and enjoy and love right. and dance and goof around. And, so I think there's a, there's a little bit you can learn from either side of the spectrum, which is really, really cool. And I think, I think that we should have that K through six or pre-K through six because there's early childhood education majors who only get pre-K through second and then they couldn't go teach third if they wanted to yeah They're and so I, yeah so i think there's you know there should be a little bit wider of a range i don't think we should be able to teach high school unless we have a certain specialization or endorsement but you know i do think there should be a little bit more of a range day and for us it would only be kind of like how hard is it to throw kindergarten, kindergarten into that yeah, yeah right. I, you know right so I get the mindset, I get the thought process of kindergarten being your early childhood because, you know, you're learning your basics, your ABCs. Once you get to like first, you know, you're really starting to learn like handwriting and a little bit more dense material. But I, I do feel like, and the other thing too that I thought of is if you have that wide range of like preschool to sixth, you kind of have that mindset of where they've come from. Uh-huh. You know, like what they did in preschool, what they did in kindergarten, kind of all the way up so that when they get to you in fifth grade or sixth grade, you already know what building blocks they've had. Uh. And sometimes I feel like that's hard because, you know, there's different types of preschool and everybody goes to a different type. And so and especially like kindergarten, um, I feel like you kind of lose that once you start getting in the older grades. You don't know what they did in the younger grades to build off of. You're kind of like this is just kind of the platform that we have to start on rather than like building it towards what your students know or don't know. Yeah. I kind of, unless you want to continue on that, on that topic, I kind of, I want to merge a little bit towards our guests because he's been asking some great questions. I feel like we've been, yeah, no, but I want, yeah, I want to hear kind of about him. What does your future look like? What, what are your goals? What are you kind of aiming for in your career path? And what, what, would be perfect to you? What do you want to see of yourself? What What are you kind of aiming for? Oh, that's a really deep question. <laughs> I think right now I'm interested in a lot of things and I think I like that for me right now. So my goal is to keep doing that, keep, you know, doing more research into what I'm interested in until I can find something that really grabs me and I can see myself doing long-term. Uh. Um, but for right now, I'm really like happy to just like, bounce around i mean it's kind of similar to you guys like you're teaching your grade um but next year you know you might want to try a new challenge and see like well does this work for me do i like teach these kids better do they like me more um so i think right now i have so many choices and i kind of want to keep that i don't want to limit myself to anything especially when i feel like i can do so many different things um so my goal right now is keep finding those things keep trying to get better at those things um and yeah do you see yourself staying here in the city of Chicago? Because, like, I know we have awesome opportunities here, but do you see yourself going to, like, New York City where the stock market is? Mm. I think Wall Street. My, you could be the next wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. That's a big man on the block. <laughs> my mindset is I'm kind of ready to go wherever life takes me, really. Like, I can definitely see myself maybe going there, but at the same time, I can see myself – you know, doing the same thing, but in a different branch, like the things, uh, the people that I work with right now, there's obviously a branch in Chicago, but then I'm learning from people that are like living in Utah, for example, oh, I'm like, cool. oh, that maybe that might be interesting. So, um, I think 
we are all at a time right now where we have a lot of freedom of choice of where we want to live and what we want to do. So I kind of, you know, I'm not ready to give that up and settle down yet. So I'll take things as they come. I'm definitely not opposed to living in New York or anything like that, but I want to keep my options open. But you're not going to leave me, so. Well, maybe you'll come with me. Go. So <laughs> no, we'll you see. don't want to teach in New York? Yeah, no, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> that's like, that's where I struggle is, is this world is so big. Yeah. You know, and there's so many opportunities. But then, like, to me, the suburbs of Chicago are home. Yeah. So, like, growing up, I never thought I would leave my hometown. And then I went to college. And then I was like, I could leave. Yeah. But then, ultimately, everywhere I look, it's still, you know, within an hour of home. <laughs> so then it's kind of tough. It's like, I've struggled with, do I just let the wind take me wherever I land? Yeah. You know, whatever opportunity opens up. Well, I think it's different for me because, you know, maybe getting he's, into he, a, a different topic. No, no, this is true. I think you're thinking the same thing yeah. as I am. He's single, right? Right. He's, oh, that was about oh, what I was thinking. Oh, really? I mean, kind of. Oh, I was I was thinking this in the sense of. <laughs> he's trying to bring it up. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're single? Sucks for you. He's single. No. Hey, hey, he's single and hey, really cute if anyone's, anyone listening. That's and, true. Um, no, but I did, at least this is what I was thinking. You're single. You can kind of take your mindset and, and your life wherever you want to necessarily yeah. take it versus Billy and I are in long-term relationships. Right. And, and I, neither of us see those going anywhere anytime soon. Right. Right. And you know, going it, anywhere, meaning breaking up. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and so with that being said, it's like, obviously what they want is, is important to us yeah, as well. Sure. So it's part of the conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I know like I was really set for a while of being happy to go leave the state. Um, and go try something else and try something new. And uh, Caroline, my significant other, doesn't necessarily want that yet. Yeah. And so I understand that. So like there is that kind of boundary and set too, which obviously we have to deal with versus right. you. Like I told <laughs> who, is Amanda, who is single? That's true. He's single. Cutie patootie over yeah. here. <laughs> but like I told him, my, Amanda, my significant other, that uh, I wanted to end up in Texas. I mm-hmm. just I think that there's a little bit more money in teaching. They're a little bit hungrier for teachers. The opportunities are better. The housing market is insane there. They let you, you know? let your dogs out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so I told her, like, when I started really thinking about my life, I was like, I would like to go to Texas. She told me, she says, have fun. I'm not yeah, going with you. Yeah. So I was like, Texas out of the picture. But, uh, yeah. I'd go to Texas with you. We'll go together, baby. You want to go to Texas? <laughs> yeah, man, I kind of like it's here. <laughs> we'll FaceTime yeah. we'll face yeah. them on the weekends. Yeah. Um, what I was going to say is not that I'm single, <laughs> oh, but I guess but he, not, is, but he is single guys. So if anyone, I wondering. am, I'm independent. <laughs> so like for me, I'm, uh, Portuguese, you know, I immigrated here and mm. my family is back in Portugal. So I, I don't really feel like an attachment to home as much as someone else might when, um, all their family is around there too. Yeah. Born and raised in this house versus you've moved apartments. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So I have a lot of freedom and there's not, I don't feel a pressure of like, uh, external factors kind of tying me down. I don't have, you know, my grandma here that loves to see me and would feel bad if, you know, I left all the family. It's like, that's not really me. Yeah. Um, so where you guys, I mean, I would love for you guys to chime in and (laughs) so I can hear your opinions, but for me, it's very freeing and that's a good feeling. I, I personally like felt that freeness. All right. And I think it was going to college and being independent and seeing that independency in college, but like, I know my family's always going to be there. And when you have a big boy job, when you like, for me, it's like, I look at it, I'm like, well, a $300 plane ticket isn't going to be the end of the world if I want to come home for right. a little bit. Right. 
So the, the way I looked at it was like, I can get home. Or even if I move to Wisconsin, for instance, if it's three hours away, I can make that drive. I can make the five hour drive. Like it's not that difficult. Right. So the way I look at it is you got to start your own life while still being able to connect with your family, but creating that distance, creating that you're an adult now. And for me, it was, I've grown up here for 22 years. I've not necessarily forced to live here, but forced to live here because that's where my family yeah, grew up. Right. I was living with my family. So why not go explore while I can? Yeah. Why, like you said, it's a huge world. It is. Why not go explore a different state? Why not go do this or that? And so it's tough. It, it all, it comes down to a lot of factors. And I think that could be a podcast hour long segment yeah, for itself. That's, true. that's the thing. Cause I feel like all of us here, like we have the same opinion when it comes to family, but maybe we know someone that doesn't, you know what I'm saying? Like some people feel tied closer to home. Yeah. Um, but for us, that's not the case, which I think is a good thing long-term for each of us. For sure. Well, like my dad grew up in Indiana mm. and then he moved to Chicago yeah. on his own. Was like At I 19, just, right? Uh, between 19 and 22. Oh, so somewhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> wait, that's a the, big gap. The numbers get merged. I'm sorry, dad. But um, somewhere in there, he moved to but Chicago. Young, young. Pretty young, yeah. yeah. And uh, and kind of started his life here. Was he single? He was. Okay. He was single. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that changes things. I think so. <laughs> And so, <laughs> he had a whole other family. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, no, and so he kind of created his life here. But like my grandma still lives in Indiana. She's mm. a six-hour drive, and we see her, you know, two or three times a year. But every time we see her, it's still, it's almost better because it's so special. Mm. You wow. know, like moving away was the right call because yeah. you start your life, but then they're close enough where you can still yeah. see them. Yeah, that makes those moments more special. Like yeah, for sure, said. yeah. Yeah. Like my grandma was just in town last weekend and it was like, yeah, you know, was a great. huge treat because, you know, I never see her. Um, but yeah. Wow. That nice. is crazy. Yeah. Anything else we want to discuss? I don't mean to just like cut it off, but is there anything else we're really thinking about discussing? You, Billy, do you have any... I mean, we've we've been talking a lot. Do you have any questions for Miguel? Like, is there anything? Well, look, Who's Miguel. single, by the way? Who Miguel. is single? Miguel is single. Miguel yeah, is single. That's what I said. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were asking who is single no, in the I group am. of three. I'm declaring. I thought we made it, it very clear. <laughs> I thought we made just it very to, clear that the two of us were I think were we reiterate. decided one of us is single and really cute. <laughs> and that's me. And funny. And has a full-time paying job in the city. Oh, geez, and is making wow. a lot of money. He's making a lot of money. I, and, really, I feel like a guest. I'm getting treated nice. And, and. I mean, a great friend. If you are looking for someone, I'm happy to give his full contact information. Out. Yeah, when you find Jake's house, he'll give you Miguel's. <laughs> I will house. sign. I will sign whatever you want, and I will give you Miguel's number. That's what we call a callback. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I don't know if that was in the missing ten minutes or oh not. Yeah, that's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Uh, yeah, well, you got any questions for him? Or yeah, I mean, so you live just such a different life. If you always, like, for me, I knew I wanted to teach when I was in the sixth grade. It just kind of, like. Oh, that's a great question. Things kind of click. Like, for you, like, how did you decide that this is the path that you wanted to go down and this is the job that you would do? Um, well, I still think I'm on that path, but I'm on the right track. I, for me, economics was something that, um. He likes money. I guess, yeah. Everybody does. It found me pretty late. Like, I did not know what I wanted to be in sixth grade. Um, Sure. It probably came, I think it was last year of high school. I took an economics class. Mm. It's like, oh, I mean, this is pretty interesting. So let me go to college for it. Because at that point I was deciding, I almost went undeclared because I'm like, I really don't know what I could see myself learning for four years and kind of continuing with that. 
Um, but I definitely think I made the right choice because it's allowed me to find so many other different topics within economics that I'm interested in. Um, and that whole, I guess, area of study is so large that it's kind of impossible for me to feel like I've researched everything or I know everything that I possibly could. There's just so many things um, that all piggyback off each other in terms of information. So I feel like I have a good basic understanding um, and that allows me to learn more things at a deeper level. Yeah. I was just going to say it easily goes into we're all teachers and we're all learners. Yeah. I mean, his, that the truth? his next step is he's going to start gaining some clients and he's going to be teaching them about how to, how to, consult their money right yeah in an easy much. easy way of saying it but at the same point like he just said he's going to continue learning and figuring out what also comes with that with with learning about economics and all that stuff so i think that's kind of cool you're not only going to be teaching people about economics but, but you're, you're going continuing to be continuing to learn yeah yeah that's very true and like to be honest i have no clue what i'm going to be doing in like 10 years and i think if i said that a couple of years ago it would scare me or like i would feel like kind of ashamed like oh i'm not on the same path as everyone else i don't know what i want to do mm. But now I think it's really exciting and I'm kind of like embracing that. And because I don't know what I don't know what I want to do means I can do so much more. So the, I just have to open it. But for exactly. just in case Morgan Stanley E-Trade is listening, he loves I his love job. I love the company. <laughs> to say, I see myself retiring with them. <laughs> <laughs> but that no, is like the nice. cool thing. And that's what, that's the hard part about education is, is you're, you're in this, this direct path. Mm. Yeah. This is it. Like once you decide you're gonna be a teacher, you graduate with that degree, you get the certificate. That's what you do, unless. But I don't. Yeah, I don't necessarily. But there's like other routes you can take. Yeah, no, in I don't education. Yeah, I don't think there's necessarily with education like you're stuck that way. I think they make you think that, and I I've learned that kind of throughout the last few years of my schooling that with education you're not stuck on that career path. You don't think so? No, I don't. And I actually one thing I this is a this is a story that I'm going to say for another podcast, but. Uh, are we even, having more podcasts? We're going to have Next. more podcasts. <laughs> Miguel might have to join for Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, but um, one thing that I I think I've talked to them about before is I'm involved with Margaritaville University, all that stuff. I went on this really cool trip that I'll talk about later on. But I met with the <laughs> CMO, the chief marketing officer of the company. <laughs> um, and I met with her and she had this whole conversation. She said, when it comes to teachers, companies love them. And that's why so many teachers are able to leave the profession because teachers are not only taught how to communicate with kids, they're taught how to communicate with parents, they're taught mm. how to organize, they're taught how to get work done on time, they're taught how to do time management, which goes along with what I just said. But there's all these different skills and um, things that teachers are able to do that not every every person in every field is taught. Yeah. Most, most fields teach a certain area. But teachers are taught this why, and it goes into teachers are made to be therapists, are made to be parents, yeah, are made sure. to be teachers, right. are made to be well, that, so because you get in those experiences, and then you're kind of like, this is the road I've taken. Yeah. So you don't really think about you that don't you could leave and that you could do other things. And so companies, a lot of companies are aren't necessarily even looking for a degree in their field. I mean, I'm sh sure that's one place, but if you have a degree, that shows a lot in you. You yeah. were able to take four years and, and focus on one thing and kill it. Mm -hmm. So when you look at an education degree on top of that, you're like, oh, this person can do a lot of things. Mm -hmm. This person is good. This person can learn do a lot of skills. This yeah. person can do. Yeah. So I don't think you're stuck in your ways when you're going into education. You usually know you're going to go teach. Yeah, That's sure. kind of what you're doing. But with that being said, in education, there's so many wide like the masters I'm going to look into or I'm looking into the, to take is 
um, looking in technology inside the classroom, which could take me into a totally different yeah. way of just a technology company, you know, right. working for them for education. It's like, right. There's so many different routes that that could take me or anything. So I don't think you're always stuck in your ways in education, even though it feels like that sometimes. Hmm. I never really thought about it that way. Cause the way you're right. I mean, once you get into that path, yeah, you feel like this is the road. Like you don't feel like, and I think that's one of the, the bad things that the world has shown us is that, you know, you have this idea that everybody wants a degree in that field. Mm-hmm. So you don't think like I could take my education degree and go work for and a, go do something else. You know, a marketing company where they're trying to get whatever they're doing into the classroom. Mm-hmm. You don't think about that. There's so many different things. Yeah. Right. You think I'm on this path. This is the road I'm taking. I can't even look at other jobs. Yeah. Like that. I would have to go back to college to figure right. that out. Yeah. So that's what, because a lot of companies, as you see with Miguel, He's being taught how to do what he's supposed to do, yeah. Yeah. right? They're so a company, right. a company's going training. to train you yeah. to do what you need to do. So I think that's kind of what's really interesting about um, educate. Like people don't think about that with education, but yeah, I don't think you're stuck on your hmm. kind of. Um, it's very insightful. Yeah, in case you were thinking about leaving the classroom already. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm excited for the classroom. Um, Can't wait. But yeah, I think with that being said, you know we're coming up on our next thirty minute mark here. Um, so I'm just thinking maybe we come and wrap up this episode yeah. um, and then we can, you know, we can always have Miguel back. I Absolutely. think he was a great, I think he was a great guest. I have, I have more, I have one more question. Oh, okay. Oh, um, oh, how do I word this? Like, right. So teachers can obviously be very different. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I have vivid memories of good teaching experience and bad teaching experiences from mm-hmm. my teachers. So how, um, how much of your learning process is from your own experience, like noting what a teacher that you had did wrong and did right? Like, is that something that you think about a lot? All of it. For me, it's all of it. I mean, I struggled in school and I had so many teachers like just think, oh, he just doesn't know how to do school or he doesn't Mm -hmm. know how to do this or that. When in reality, I didn't learn until, and I've talked about this my freshman year, I learned that I learned differently and I'm really good at hands-on stuff. And so I think going to that point, it's, being able to be that teacher who says, you know, it's okay if you're not learning it this way, let's try this way. Yeah. And, and taking those steps back and, and not shunning the kid for not learning or understanding, finding the time to help that kid, you know? And, and yes, does that take an extra toll on me? If it's like, Oh, well, I need to take a little time on my lunch or when mm. the, or this or that to like put something together for this kid. So then we can work together. Yes. But, but it's all for benefit of the kid. It's all to make the kid. And so it all comes back to, yes, I had really good teachers and I had some really sucky teachers, but um, taking from what I learned from them and what I remember and trying to be the best teacher that I can be for me. I think mine is like 50, 50. And, you know, I, I remember a lot of teaching moments that were like negative or positive, yeah. but I think the thing that stuck to me was, you know, a lot of teachers didn't let me be me. Mm. You know, I like to make jokes. I like to be funny, but you know, they're 30 seconds and then I'm done. You know, I'm not just constantly being obnoxious and, and I would make a joke and I remember always being yelled at. Mm. always being brought in the hall or being sent to the principal's office because in the teacher's eyes, I was being disruptive. And so part of that was like a base layer for me of just, you know, like you said, figuring out what works for each kid. Mm -hmm. I think part of it is also just my personality comes out when I teach. Yeah. You know, I think I use like my sense of humor and my funny voices and things like that. Just who I am. Can we hear one of your funny voices? Yeah. (laughs) This is one of my funny voices. So do you think like... Kermit, is that you? (laughs) Oh, Miss Piggy. It's Kermit the Frog. Do you think experiences like that kind of motivate 
you now into being like a better teacher than the teacher that you had? Absolutely. I feel like, and that's why I struggled with like, am I doing enough for these kids is, is I want to be the best for them. Yeah. I want to give You them. think about those teachers that you had and right. you don't want to be that. No. So you're always in your head thinking, I don't want to be that teacher. I don't want to be that. I don't yeah. want that kid to go home today thinking, oh my God, my teacher. He didn't, sucks. He sucked. Yeah. Yeah. I want, I want my kids to go home being like, today wasn't a good day, but I got better. Yeah. Yeah. Also. All right. Well, I am going to real fast stop this recording just because we're hitting that 30 minute mark. And I'm going to start a new one to wrap up the episode. <laughs> Um, and we gotta get more smooth. This hiatus hurt us. <laughs> I didn't know on the website that you could only do thirty minutes, but it, I feel like it's going well with the microphone, all that stuff. I and, think so too. And we're just getting a lot of content. Usually, we don't have this much content. So, right. um, literally a millisecond, we're going to be back, and we're going to wrap this up. And uh, right back. Yeah, we'll be right back. What's up? All right, and we are back to wrap up this episode. This has been one heck of an episode, I mm. would say. A little stressful. A little stressful. There's been some ups and downs. It's what happens when you film a podcast outside. We were just talking about this. <laughs> we're like, there's a reason that people film their podcasts indoors. Um, but you know what? That's it's, why we're different. It's what makes us us. Yeah, that's what makes us us. And uh, although there was no fire today and the cigars got cut out a little short, um, we're still going to do our usual thing. We're going to rank our cigars. Absolutely. We are going to... Uh, thank our guests. We're going to get into all of this. So uh, first things first, we're going to, to rank our cigars. Miguel, sure. I, I'm going to give you guys a refresher. Billy, yes. I don't know if you remember. Do, Billy man. forgot that we even ranked our cigars. So um, awkward. But I'm going to give you a reminder of how we rank our cigars. Okay, okay. It is out of Segurs by the Fur. Mm. So it's on a scale of 1 to 10 Segurs by the Fur. Right. Um, it's kind of like, you know, One Bite by Dave Portnoy from... Yeah. So it's kind of like that. That's kind of our ranking. We, we're kind of tough on our ranking. We are. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to, you know, really memorize the taste of this cigar because it's been a while since we put it down, yeah. since the rainstorm and everything. Right. That's my question. What's the criteria? It's all up to you. It can I, be I, We like the smoke. We talk about it. So we'll go first. You can be last. Yeah. Okay. And we'll kind of break down um, our rankings. And you can kind of hear why we ranked ours the yeah. way we did. So, Bill, you want to go yeah, first? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, I give this cigar... A 7.9 cigars mm. by the fruit. Mm. Honestly, from the first light, delicious. Tasty. The packaging was a little yeah. tough, but once we figured it out, it was it was okay. It's true. But I thought through it all, it was a good cigar. I had a clean burn all the way through. I never canoed, mm -hmm. which is awesome. Um, and then I had to rank it down a little bit. We didn't finish it, and the packaging was a little tough. Yeah, okay. Um, so I'll go next. Yeah. For me, I'm going to rank this one an 8.3 Segurus Bay the Fair out of Segurus Bay the Fair, out of 10 Segurus Bay the Fair. And for me, the reason I'm all the way up at 8.3, the few factors. I think the packaging, beautiful. Beautiful. It has a wax cap on it, so yes. just so people know. Um, it's a wax cap. We didn't realize there's a little pull tab. We were trying to, at first, kind of pull the wax off. There's a little pull tab to get the actual cigar out. We opened the cigar. It smelled delicious to me. It was sweet, savory. I was really excited about it. Obviously, as I talked about earlier, this is a cigar that my dad smokes. Um, so I thought that was kind of really special. I have to let him know that I enjoyed it. And then, like Billy said, when we as soon as we lit it up, it was tasty. The smoke was great. The burn continued. I think I had to relight once just because I was talking a lot. Um, so it, it had gone out. But I mean, it never canoed. It was it was a great smoke for me too. So and it was good. It was a, for we're, we're back. We're back and better back, than ever, baby. right? So um, I just, you know, coming back, it's a special cigar, everything, all those, it really, it, that's what gave me that 8.3. So, mm -hmm. yeah. 
Miguel? Um, I think I'll go in the middle. I think I'll give it an eight. Sigur's bit of fruit. I think the presentation really is what did it for me. It was really nice. You know, Jake took them out and immediately my eyes went to, I was like, what is that? That looks good. Um, yeah, smelled great, tasted great, and the vibes were great. So mm. I think overall, I, I mean, I'm not the connoisseur that you guys are. So, <laughs> I But think, you like that kind of store. You know ooh. what I'm saying? <laughs> so I think eight, eight's a good a good rating. I got, I got to just shout out that we thought, we looked at them, they're really long too. They were fast smoke. They yeah. were fast I mean, smoke. we're saying, Billy and I are a little picky. We're saying we didn't get to finish the cigar. We only had so much cigar left by the time right. we were done. So um, they were fast smoke. They were really delicious. So all in all, I think they were a really solid cigar. Definitely would go back to them. Uh, yeah. I got to talk to my dad where he gets them. Because <laughs> they do not have them at Vinny's. So we did wow. learn that. Um, but with that being said, huge thank you to Miguel. Miguel yes, thank you. For, thank you. Uh, thank you for having yeah. me on. I so enlightened. I learned a lot. <laughs> and thank you for your questions. You were throwing them at us. Oh, you really kept awesome. it, kept the conversation going. Hopefully our guests um, like that. Thank you to everyone listening. As always, we really appreciate it. Hopefully you are happy that we are back. A few shout outs to everyone who is listening. Yeah. All yeah. of our international viewers, <laughs> really. <laughs> Hopefully you enjoy us being back as well. Um, but with that being said, this has been Jake. And this is Billy. And this has been Cigars by the Fire. Cigars by the Fire, baby. We're back. We're back and better than ever. We're tune- back, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to figure out a schedule. But tune in. We're going to try to figure out some more episodes and get some more going. So be on the lookout for the next episode in six months. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Thank you.